Welcome to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. In this episode, Angela Jacobs, Associate Manager for AHS Notifiable Diseases, talks about what contact tracing is and why it's so important during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for joining us, Angela. First of all, what is contact tracing? Contact tracing is actually one of the oldest parts of the public health toolkit that we have available to us. Um, public health has used contact, contact tracing for decades. And what we do when we're contact tracing is we're really forming a partnership with the case that might be infected with the disease um, to work with them to think about the places that they've been and the people that they've seen in what we call the period of communicability. So when they're able to transmit that disease to somebody else and working together, we come up with a list of all of the individuals that they might have been in contact with in the places that they've been during that time frame and then we go out and we phone those people on that list to find out where they're at make sure none of them are sick yet ask them to quarantine in this case because of COVID and then watch for symptoms in themselves and give them tools to be able to report that if they become symptomatic. So contact tracing is basically just trying to follow people's footsteps. We're kind of like detectives. So why is AHS doing contact tracing and why is it important right now? Well, um, again, it is one of our most common methods of communicable disease control. We use it for all of the communicable diseases that we follow up on during regular non-COVID times. But it's particularly important during COVID because we don't have some of the other tools that we typically have to stop disease transmission available to us. We don't have a vaccine, um, so we don't have a group of people that are immune to this disease. It's a novel virus. It's new. Nobody in our population has ever seen it before so there would be very few if any people that would be immune naturally to it and so that herd immunity that we typically have with other communicable diseases where we have other people that have been exposed been infected cleared that infection and are now immune or people who have received vaccine and are now immune that doesn't exist to us with uh, COVID-19 at this point. And so the really one of the biggest, best tools in our toolkit right now is contact tracing. What does contact tracing help to prevent or slow? Um, I like to think of it as dominoes. So if you think of a line of dominoes all lined up on a table or in a row, one push if they're appropriately spaced and the whole row of dom dominoes goes down. In order to stop that from happening, you have to remove one or two of the dominoes. Contact tracing is the same thing. If you think of people as dominoes and all those people are in a line, if we can remove a few of those people that might be infected or potentially capable of passing that infection along, we stop that falling down or that infection as it might be. So from a big picture, how does contact tracing tie into the efforts to curb pandemic spread? So contact tracing is one of the ways that we help to flatten the curve. I think everybody has heard that term. I think it wasn't one that was familiar to people outside of public health probably before COVID-19, but one of the best ways that we can flatten the curve is decreasing the amount of people that are infected at the same time. And contact tracing is that method. We are able to slow the spread down because we're stopping the amount of people that are out and about that might be capable of transmitting disease. We're finding them, we're asking them to stay home and monitor themselves. Um, so those efforts really do 
become effective in helping to slow down the spread of the infection, make it so that less people are infected at the same time, and help flatten that curve so that we can make sure our hospitals have appropriate beds available should people get sick. We've got all the equipment necessary because it's not all being used at the same time by people who are getting sick. And then we have those services available to people who aren't sick with COVID, but might have other medical emergencies that require that care as well. How does AHS do contact tracing? Currently in AHS, the contact tracing is all person to person. So we have literally a small army of people working with um, the contact tracing uh, part of the pandemic response at this point with AHS. And we are notified of all positive lab results for COVID um, through the Public Health Act. We're able to have that notification. And when we're notified of those results, that individual case is assigned to a contact tracer. That contact tracer then gets in contact with that case and develops that partnership, that uh, therapeutic relationship with them. It's always tricky over the phone, but they do their best to be um, aware of any barriers that are that would prevent that conversation from happening. And we have language services available um, to be able to make sure that we're communicating appropriately with people. They do that interview with them. They do that really thorough assessment of where they've been and who they've seen and they gather that list of people they give the case themselves good information and education about the disease and what they need to do to be able to care for themselves as well as prevent transmission from them to anybody in their household people are often quite worried about that and so we try to do our best to help people in those situations we do have some social supports available so we do as much as we can to help our cases and then once we've had that initial conversation with the case we just start working our way down the list of contacts that they've given us phoning them educating them letting them know about their um, potential contact with the disease and then we give them advice about quarantine ask them to do that for the 14 days from when they were exposed ask them to monitor for symptoms in themselves and give them again tools uh, to be able to get a hold of us um, or HealthLink if they do become symptomatic themselves. Does everyone who is contacted by AHS's tracing team have to automatically self-isolate for 14 days? Uh, it depends on the nature of the contact. So we consider people who have had close contact with a person infected with COVID-19 the ones that would need to quarantine on a most, the most commonly, that's the, the people that need to quarantine. Um, and those would be people who've had more than 15 minutes of contact with somebody face to face or within two meters of that person um, while they were in that period where they could spread disease. All of those people are mandated by Alberta Health to have to quarantine for 14 days. There are other people who have less significant interactions. Uh, maybe it was a five minutes and it was a little farther than two meters or um, you know, some of those other interactions. And when we're talking to those people, typically we're advising them of their potential contact advising them that it was probably a lower risk um, contact and that they should watch for symptoms in themselves for 14 days and then immediately isolate um, if symptoms um, evolve. But um, more commonly we're calling close contacts that meet that quarantine definition. And so most of the people we're talking to are the ones that will need to quarantine for the 14 days, yes. Who at AHS does contact tracing? 
Well, uh, typically when we're not in COVID, it's our team of communicable disease nurses that works across the province. Um, so they're doing it right now, but we do not have a big enough workforce with them to be able to do the amount of contact tracing that we're doing. So we also have uh, redeployed AHS staff from other areas within our um, programs. We've got a lot of other nurses, uh, a lot of people from Connect Care that have been redeployed to us. We also have even a respiratory therapist that's doing this with us and then a whole group of med students, one from the University of Calgary and one from the University of Alberta that have been helping us do this contact tracing under supervision of some of the medical residents that work with public health. So that's the current mix of people. How much has our contact tracing team grown since the COVID-19 pandemic began? Well, um, we typically would have between 40 and 50 communicable disease staff. That's how many that we would have working with our program. And at this point, we've added um, another 51 redeployed AHS staff. Uh, another 18 of our travel health nursing partners are working with us. Uh, we're working on adding some from the STI program. So we've added about five or 10 of those individuals. And then I believe, I do have the numbers in front of me, we have 298 medical students working with us and 17 residents that are um, supervising them right now and we're currently in the process of adding more people um, even this week actually I think we're getting another 90 staff uh, added to our number this week. So based on how you've explained it contact tracing seems very labor-intensive how many hours do you have to put into each trace from start to finish? Well, typically we've guessed on average by looking at the cases that we've done so far and the number of contacts that are associated with them that average case has about six contacts that are associated with it. And those contacts themselves will have very varying amounts of work that are associated with them. Um, so at this point, our average for the time it takes per case from start to finish would be around 8.5 hours. What about privacy? How do you protect people's privacy when you're doing contact tracing? Yeah, privacy and protecting people's confidential medical information is one of the biggest things that we focus on um, in the work that we do. Um, we do respect and understand um, that these can be difficult uh, pieces of follow-up for people to be involved in. And we want to make sure that we're doing everything possible to help people feel like they're being respected and that they can trust the follow-up that we're doing. Uh, we never, as much as possible, disclose the information about the person that the contacts were exposed to. What we do is tell them the date that they were exposed on. And then we go from there with uh, the contacts to do their follow-up. That date is really important because it, first of all, determines the length of time that they're quarantined so it's that 14 days, but it's also the start of the incubation period for them. So if they had been exposed and infected, we know that disease would likely show up within that 14 day period. And so it helps them to be able to know how long they have to monitor for symptoms in themselves. So really our focus on the contact tracing is what date were you exposed? How do people react when they're contacted by your team? Uh, it's quite a variable reaction. Uh, we definitely have some people who are quite scared and it can cause quite a lot of anxiety for them. Uh, some people are angry. Um, some people were expecting our phone call. Um, and most people are just really wanting to know how to cope. 
Uh, they're wanting to know how they can protect the people around them. They're quite anxious and scared about spreading it to other people. So the majority of people we call really have a lot of questions and then just want to make sure that they're going to be doing the best that they can to, to also help us stop the spread of the disease. Um, the fear also comes from people wondering what their outcome is going to be for disease so we really do try to give them a lot of good education around what the typical course of illness for COVID would look like for people and then prepare them with resources that they can access to make sure that if they do start experiencing symptoms that might be more um, urgent they are able to seek care quickly and safely. How important is it that people be completely honest when they're contacted by one of your team members? It's so important. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we encounter is people feel scared or they feel almost ashamed um, that we're calling them and they don't want to admit that they've gone places because they feel guilty or like they're going to get in trouble. <clears throat> and I think it's really important for Albertas, Albertans to know that that is not why we're calling. Um, we're not there to lay blame on anybody. We're not calling you to get you in trouble or fine you or anything like that. We're really working together with Albertans to try to do the best that we can to stop the spread of COVID across our home. And so people just need to feel um, able to share that with us and know that we aren't there to judge them. We're just there to, to help stop the spread. So I, I, that's a really important point to focus on. That honesty above all else with the contact tracers is going to help us do that job even better. What are the numbers of contacts per person? Is there an average? we've averaged it to about six. Um, some cases have no contacts because they've been staying home and self-isolating. They've been working from home. Um, others will have 30 or 40 or 50. Um, that was more common in the early days of COVID before all of our physical distancing measures were in place. But uh, the average is about six contacts. What happens if someone you have traced is showing symptoms? Do you begin yet another trace on them? Yes, we do. And that's how sometimes it can take eight or nine hours to uh, be able to process through all of the contacts for one case. It really is a web. It definitely is a trail that we start off down and we never know at the beginning of every case investigation where that trail might take us. Um, we certainly do find uh, that we are coming across people that are symptomatic in a lot of the contact tracing that we do. Uh, those individuals, we try to get them tested as well, and we do treat them like they're infected with COVID until we know otherwise. Um, and then because of that, uh, we do have to initiate some contact tracing in those initial phases for those individuals as well. So it really has a tendency to spider out for sure. So where is contact tracing being done in Alberta? That's being done across the entire province. Um, the med students, we have a large group of them working in Calgary and a large group of them working in Edmonton. They work in appropriately physically distanced spaces, but they are usually all working in person together. Um, the other nurses and par uh, members of the team are located everywhere from Grand Prairie and Fort McMurray through Red Deer, uh, Edmonton, Calgary, down to Lethbridge. Uh, we really are spread out across the entire province and a number of them are working virtually and from home um, to make sure that we can sort of get as many people as we can and stay as safe as possible while they're doing this work.
And finally, how can Albertans help AHS with contact tracing? Is there anything we as patients can do to help make things easier? You bet. Um, one of the biggest things that people can do is just the, the second that they start thinking that they have symptoms is to stay home. Uh, stay home and call 811. Um, fill out the online self-assessment tool and get yourself tested. Uh, the other thing that is something that people can be thinking about as they are going about their daily life during COVID times is to keep track of where they've been. Um, just, you know, most people aren't going out daily anymore, but if you could keep track of just where you've been and who you may have had those face-to-face -face interactions with on a daily basis, uh, if you ever get a phone call from us, it just makes it that much easier to try to remember who we need to get in touch with um, in those times. But yeah, staying home, covering your cough, good hand hygiene, those are the things that are really going to help us. Thanks, Angela. You have been listening to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. For the latest information on COVID-19, please visit alberta.ca forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening.